If you've ever done major home renovations like adding an extension or a loft conversion, you've probably got quotes from various tradespeople and you use that to set yourself a budget and also a plan for how long your project was going to take. And I bet when you told your family and friends about it, they all shook their heads and said, double it. Not only will it cost you twice the amount, it will also take twice the time. Well, that's exactly what it's like when it comes to launching an online course or membership. Whatever you think you need in terms of content and time, you can absolutely double it or maybe even triple it. Because while people are generally pretty good at planning out the actual course content, they're also brilliant at ignoring advice from experienced course creators like myself who tell them not to create their online course until they've actually sold it, they're often not so good about creating what I often refer to as the more functional content, the boring stuff, the delivery emails that you send to people when they actually buy your course, the onboarding sequence that helps people to get the most out of your course, the frequently asked questions, the testimonials you need to sell it, the marketing emails, the thank you pages, the upsells, the cross-sells, all of those things that actually can make a massive difference, not only to the success of your launch, but also future launches because you've got happy customers who feel well communicated with, they really understand where all the resources are, what they need to do, when they need to do it. But making sure you've got all of this in place and particularly if you haven't launched an online course before, well, it's a lot. Fortunately, I do have a free resource, the Ultimate Course Launch Checklist, and I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast episode. I've listed out for you pretty much everything I think you would need for a course launch or a digital product or membership, anything you want to launch online, really. I think you will find that really helpful. It comes with a follow-up email sequence with more tips and tactics for your launch content. But in order to have a really successful launch, I think you also need to understand the why. Why do we need all of this content? Why will you probably need far longer than you need to prepare for your launch? Why will it probably take you a lot longer than you think to start making decent sales from your courses? Well, that's exactly what I'm going to cover in this episode. So I'm going to start by repeating a bit of advice that I gave in another podcast episode on how to plan and create content for an online challenge. I'll link to that one in the show notes too. And that advice was start at the end. When you're all excited about a course and launching a course and all that lovely passive income you're going to make, it's so easy to start creating that course and forget about all of the other really important things that you need to do and crucially the content you are going to need to create to actually sell that course. And I don't just mean the content you create during the launch. Most people start their launch content at the cart open week and don't even consider all of the other content that needs to be created in the weeks and actually in the months maybe even years before you launch that course. So start at the end. So when I'm planning a launch, I always think about my absolute end goal. So I think about the cart close day. Where do I want to be? And believe me, I learned this one the hard way. But the first thing I think about is the sales page. What do I want to happen with the sales page? Because 
As you may already be aware, people do generally need deadlines, particularly if you're doing some kind of launch offer. So if you're saying that your discount or your bonuses end on a particular day, or let's say, for example, you have an open and close membership where people can only join for a certain number of days or during a certain week or month of the year, there's going to be that time where people are going to come to your sales page and they're going to want that discount or they're going to want to buy or they're going to want to join. And if you don't want people to buy at the end of that time period, for example, if it's a live launch, maybe it's a group program, you're going to need to replace that sales page with a waitlist page, for example. And that's going to need copy. It's going to need images. You're also going to need an email that you send to people to tell them that they're on the waitlist. So that's where I start. I start with what do I want to happen? In my case, often it might be about swapping over discount codes. It might be about swapping over the sales page with a waitlist page. It might be about taking the sales page down completely. So the next stage for me is upsells. Whenever I sell a product or service like an online course, I'm always thinking about the upsell. So if somebody buys one of my creators kits, my content kits, or if somebody joins my creators club or someone buys a planner, what else do I have for them? Because that moment when somebody's got your product or service in their basket, that's often the moment when they're on board, they're interested in your product or service. They may also be interested in adding something else to their basket, a complimentary product or service. So if you have an online course, maybe you've got a download that you can upsell. Maybe they're buying a masterclass and you want to offer them the full online course or the option to join your membership. Now, this is all quite complex sales stuff, and I'm not saying for a minute that you need to do any of this stuff. But if you do want to do that, then this is going to need content. You're going to need a pop-up or some kind of extra page. How we typically do it is we have a thank you page with a video from me. So that's another piece of content that's got to be created. It's got to be some copy to go below the video. And if somebody says no to the upsell on the sales page, we want to be able to offer again. So we would generally have a follow-up or upsell sequence. I will often create a five-day email sequence when I deliver a product. If you've bought my creator's kit, you'll see there's a really helpful five-day sequence that goes with it. It's got a little video that goes with it every day that shows you how to get the most out of the resources, but it does also invite you to come and join my creator's club. There's an upsell in that sequence. So again, this is quite complex marketing stuff. But if you don't think about all of this stuff right at the beginning, you can end up in the situation which has happened to me before with events (laughs) where you've literally forgotten that the best time to upsell people to your next event is at the event or you haven't forgotten, but you've just been so busy running your event that you're sitting up at 1am creating a sales page or writing sales emails for your next event. So if you can start with this list of content, some of this process might be about you eliminating things and say, no, I don't think I'm ready to do upsells and cross-sells and thank you pages and follow-up sequences. That's fine. But creating this list of content that you do need is crucial to make sure you have the best launch ever. Now, remember, if you are doing upsells or cross-sells, you're probably going to need, or you could need, another sales page. And that's going to be another delivery email, possibly another onboarding email for a different product. When we bundle up 
other products with my planner, for example, we have to write a different delivery email that tells them about their digital product and says you'll get a separate email about your planner. All of this stuff has to be thought about. And if you're a visual person, it can help to really map it out. So all of that potential content that you may have to think about and create. And remember, we've talked words here, but there may be visuals and videos that also need to be created for all of this. Now we're at your launch week, the bit that people think about when they think about a course launch, that five days or seven days when you're emailing, you're on social media, you're doing everything you can to sell that online course or membership. So what content do you need to ensure that this phase of your launch goes off well? Well, of course, you're going to need a sales page. That sales page is probably going to need testimonials. It's going to need some objection handling content. And if you need some help on sales pages, there's another podcast episode that you can listen to called Steal My Sales Page Strategy. can definitely recommend that one. I'll link to that one in the show notes. You're going to need terms and conditions for your course, a refund policy, frequently asked questions. So you're going to need to anticipate all of the questions that people might have, like how long do I get access to the course materials? What happens if I don't like them? Can I get a refund? Can I buy it and share it with my social media manager? You're also going to need typically at least seven to 10 emails. We also have a separate sequence called Looked Not Booked. So that's a series of emails that we send to people who we know have clicked on the link for a particular product or service. You're going to need social media posts, delivery emails with instructions on how to access the course materials, likely a follow-up sequence that shows people how to get the most out of those materials. We're already in thousands and thousands of words, even just for this cart open phase. You will also likely need visual content. So you'll need images for your sales page, promotional images for social media, video. If you have a product-based business, this is super important because people like to see the product. They're going to love seeing your unboxing videos, you showing inside the product, showing how it all works, all of which takes time and planning. So now we get to the stage before the cart open week. Like I say, people, when they think about launches and launch content, they often really just focus on that week and the course content itself. The two phases I'm going to talk about now are crucial for sales. The first two phases I talked about, the cart close, the upsells and cross-sells. If you're new to course creation, then you might not be ready for this. That's absolutely fine. But you absolutely are ready for what I'm going to share now. And if you miss these two steps out, you will struggle to sell your course. So the phase before your car open is what I generally refer to as your waitlist phase. So this is when you're getting people excited about the product or service that you're going to launch. And this is why this planning and listing out what you're going to need is so important. You need to give people some kind of incentive to be on a waitlist. So if you're going to launch your course on a certain day, there needs to be a reason why people would want to get on that waitlist. So with my planner, for example, which is not a course, but same principle, we offer a generous discount to people who are on the waitlist and also they get first dibs on the cover choices. And in the past, we've found that the most popular cover choices tend to go quite quickly. So that gives that kind of FOMO and really drives people to take action. And if you're going to go down the waitlist route, of course, you're going to need a waitlist. You're going to need a page to send people to. And typically this would be quite simple. It only needs to say something like join the waitlist to be the first to hear when 
whatever happens and and an image, but that needs to be created and you're going to need some kind of email to tell people that they're on the waitlist. Just want to mention here that if you've not launched a course before, something that might feel scary now is automation. You can automate all of this. It makes life a lot easier and particularly when like I am, you're selling in the hundreds or thousands. If you're selling your first online course and you are expecting to sell 10 or 7 or whatever, you don't need to have all this stuff automated, but you do need to send that content. So if someone is added to your waitlist, it's good to email them and tell them that you're on their waitlist. If a lead magnet is part of your launch, we'll come to that in a second, you need to deliver that lead magnet and it does not need to be automated, but you do need to email people with it and you do need to follow up with people and nurture them. So never think that you can't do any of this stuff because you don't know how to do the fancy email automation. The bit you can't skip is the content. Even if you are launching a high-touch one-to-one service, VIP days, one-to-one coaching, you're still going to go through this process. Cart close, upsell, cart open, the time when you're going to be opening up enrolments. You're still going to need to think about what communications you send people when they become a one-to-one client. You're still going to need to think about things like terms and conditions, frequently asked questions, onboarding emails, telling people what to expect from their one-to-ones, emails to give them a questionnaire or some homework to do before your first session. Automation you do not need, content you do. And sitting down and planning it all out like this will save you tons of time in the long run and also help you to provide better customer service and have people come back to you again and again. So after the waitlist phase, then we've got your audience building phase. And this is the bit, and it does break my heart, that people often just miss out completely. They rock up online and say, I want to sell an online course. Why can't I make millions selling online courses? Because unfortunately, that's what all the gurus are out there saying is perfectly possible without an audience. And they don't do their due diligence. They don't create the content that they need to grow, not only the audience size that you need to sell an online course, but also the know, like, and trust. Just think about it for a sec. If your ideal customer or client is presented with the choice of buying your course or someone else in your space who has a massive online following, maybe they've had a podcast for years, blog, big Facebook group, That doesn't mean that they're better than you. It doesn't mean that their course is better than yours. But because they've taken the time to build their audience and to build a relationship with that audience where they feel comfortable to buy, people will buy their course over yours and they'll probably pay more. People often think when they're new in the online course space, oh, well, if I just make my course cheaper, then people will buy mine. It doesn't work like that. People will pay more for a trusted expert in the space. And none of this is intended to put you off. It's intended to make sure that you take the time and create the content you need to build that know, like, and trust so that when you do launch your online course, you're going to smash it. You're going to make the kind of sales that you need. So during your audience building phase, you're going to need to create blog posts. If you have a blog, podcast, social media posts, content that really leads to the product that you want to sell at the end. Whatever the topic of your online course is that you want to sell at the end, the content you create and any lead magnets that you create to build your audience, we'll get onto that in a sec, they need to be so closely aligned so that buying your product or service feels like the natural next step. So let's talk about lead magnets. 
it is a good idea if you are looking to sell an online course and if you want to sell one to many. So if you're wanting to sell in the tens, the hundreds or thousands, giving away some kind of free resource that is linked to the course that you want to sell at the end of it is going to not only help you to get the right people in your audience who are likely to be interested in that course, but also give you a chance to build that know, like and trust with those people before your course goes on sale. So just to give you an example, I have a couple of lead magnets which link into my Courageous Content Planner and my Courageous Content Kits. One is a 30-day content plan and one that I've recently launched is 22 grab-and-go social media posts. And that content is very closely aligned to the grab-and-go social media posts. In fact, it's 28 of them. That's members of my Creators Club, people who invest in my Creators Kit. They get an email from me every Monday with these grab-and-go post ideas and there's 28 of them basically in that free resource. So for those people who do feel that they need that extra support, if they like those 28 grab-and-go post ideas, they can have a thousand of them if they invest in the kit. So it's about really making sure that your free resource that you offer is really closely aligned to what you want to sell at the end. If it isn't, it feels like a handbrake turn is the way that I often describe it to my clients. And that's the reason actually why my own lead magnets, I very rarely now create platform specific lead magnets about Instagram or TikTok. I I could totally do that. But if people are signing up to my list to learn about Instagram or get ideas for Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter or TikTok, and then I present them with my creators kit, which is cross-platform, my creators club is cross-platform for some people, not for everyone that will feel like a handbrake turn. It will feel like, uh, I don't really see how these two fit because I just want to learn about Instagram or I just want to learn about Twitter. So if you do create a dedicated lead magnet for your launch, you're going to need not just the lead magnet, you're going to need promotional emails, social media posts, you're going to need some kind of follow-up nurture sequence. You're going to need some kind of landing page or sales page. Believe it or not, you do have to sell a lead magnet. I even put testimonials on my lead magnet landing pages. Even in that audience building phase, we're talking podcasts, blogs, social media posts, possibly a lead magnet. This may not be relevant to you if you're just getting started as an online course creator. But for me, as someone who's been doing it for a while, Facebook ads are always part of the mix, a lead magnet and Facebook ads. So that's another type of content I have to think about. And if you're smart about it, if you're giving away a free lead magnet, ideally, you're going to have an upsell on that thank you page which is going to need possibly a video, some words, some visual content. So how much content do you need to create for a course launch? I think you've probably got it. It's a lot, but you will make your life a heck of a lot easier. If you follow my advice, you start at the end, you go through those five phases, cart close, upsell, cart open, waitlist, audience building, and you give yourself the time that you really need. If you're a new course creator, I would say you need at least 90 days, possibly much longer if you want to make decent sales from your course launch. The average conversion rate for online sales is just one to 2%. We haven't even talked about email list building, but that's a crucial part of it. And if launching an online course of membership is on your horizon, a smart thing to do would be to actually take the time out in that audience building phase to take six months, to take a year even to really focus on building your list. Because if you do that, you will have a much better launch. It's not advice people want to take. (laughs) Everybody wants to just get out there and launch their course, which I totally get. 
My advice is always to launch something smaller. I encourage my clients to launch a one-off masterclass. A masterclass is a course, by the way. It gives you a dry run at doing a launch. You need to think about all of those phases, even to launch a one-off masterclass or even a PDF download or even a lead magnet, to be honest. And some final tips to finish. List out everything you need before you create a thing because depending on how your launch goes, you may not need to create some of this content. Sometimes when you first start trying to launch online courses or memberships, it doesn't land the first time. And that's perfectly normal. If you've created a simple sales page, you can either tweak it and go back to people with a slightly different offer based on their feedback, or you can scrap it and try something new. Not so easy when you spent months creating modules of an online course that you don't know if anyone is going to buy. Another tip or a reminder of a tip I gave right at the top of this episode, give yourself two, three times longer than you think you need. And finally, assume people do not read things. I spend hours writing delivery emails, onboarding, offboarding emails, which explain things in great detail, but people are busy and they don't necessarily read things. Quite frankly, people will drive you mad asking you the same questions over and over again. So when you're making this list, it's worth anticipating what content could you create for your launch that's going to help you deal with that. It might be frequently asked questions in the form of a blog post or a post in a Facebook group if you have one, instruction videos you can send to people if they get stuck. So if you've delivered their course and they're struggling to work out how to access it, because if you're a solopreneur, you're going to have to deal with all the customer service stuff as well. And that's more content. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful and it really isn't intended to put you off in any way. The aim, as always, is to save you time, to save you making some of the mistakes that I did when I first started out as an online course creator. If you want to save yourself a ton of time, I do have a launch content kit, which contains templates for pretty much everything I've mentioned in this episode. So sales pages, thank you pages, cross-sell pages, upsell pages, downsell pages. That's the more complex stuff, but email marketing sequences, delivery emails, onboarding sequences social media promo posts, terms and conditions, FAQs, I've got it all. If you're listening to this episode around the time it goes live, you may well be sent to the waitlist page for my courageous launch content kit. Add your name there and you will be the first to hear when it goes on sale and we will send you a lovely discount and no doubt some bonus content if you're listening after that. Hopefully you'll go straight to the sales page and if you use the code LAUNCH67, you will get yourself a sweet 25% off my launch content kit.